Alright, here goes nothing. Ah! Holy fuck! This is really happening. Oh! Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the first episode. Well, welcome just in general to everything all at once. I am the host, I get. I- This is so weird for me. This has just been something I've talked about for maybe as long as I can remember in the past few years and we'll get into that in a little bit but the fact that I've actually put pen to paper and this is really happening is truly surreal even though it's a Saturday night I'm alone in my college dorm and and uh there's nowhere else I'd honestly rather be so let's just jump right in my name is Francesca I'm 19 I currently go to college in California but I'm from Philadelphia and I'm really excited to begin this journey with you all. So I want to start off with obviously why I'm starting this podcast because I think it's really important for everyone who's just listening, this is the first episode, to really understand my perspective, where I'm coming from. Hopefully you can relate and hopefully you can follow me along this passion project of mine that I am really excited about. So let's see, the origin of this podcast definitely dates back to my middle school era, my middle school years. As I said, I'm 19 now, so this would start maybe when I was 14. It was about the time where Emma Chamberlain, Hannah Maloche, Ava Jules, they were all up and coming. They were on the rise. They were basically reaching their peak popularity at this moment, and I idolized them so much and I wanted to do YouTube so bad. I remember going to Urban Outfitters, picking out this white top with funky little 90s curves. Or no, I think that's more 80s? Um, Yeah, 90s. 90s little shapes. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to take all my outfits and I can film a little lookbook and I can start my YouTube channel. And I'm going to name it Lasting Yellow and be nonchalant about it. And I made my sister, I have a younger sister, and I made her film an entire video, posted it on YouTube. My mom was like, I'm shutting it down. You can't get into the space. It won't be good for you. You can't do this. And at the time, I was really frustrated because 14, 15-year-old me had just spent maybe three hours of my life trying to figure out YouTube, trying to figure out how to create all of this on my computer and my phone. Mind you, I'm very technically challenged. I can barely use my computer, let alone me at 14 trying to figure out how to upload something on YouTube and edit it in iMovie, which the transitions, I mean, it's a sight to see. And it's definitely still up on YouTube, so feel free to find it if you want to cringe really bad. But after my short-lived YouTube career, because that was the last YouTube video, first and last I ever published, but when I went to actually, when I went to Italy, that's a lie. Because when I went to Italy, I am Italian and I'm from Calabria and I go every summer to visit my family there. But I thought I was going to upload another video then. I was like, oh, my my mom will never know. Let me just casually vlog everything we do and she'll never know I'm starting up the YouTube channel again. I don't understand how I thought she wouldn't connect the dots because at the end of the trip, she asked me, what are you doing with all these videos and why do you keep interviewing us in... All these like confessionals and having us update what we're doing every eight seconds. And then I realized, this is when I was about 16, that she definitely figured it out. 
So that was pretty much the extent of my YouTube career. Um, but I think I'm honestly very grateful for my mom shutting down that idea because at the time I was going through a lot mentally and having an image of myself on any sort of social media platform definitely would have been not in my best interest. It definitely would have hurt me. So I am really grateful for the end of that era, but I kind of forgot about the whole idea for a really long time, but I always knew I wanted to share my life have a space where I can talk to people and connect with people but I knew YouTube wasn't really for me I never really I mean I I like Instagram and posting on it and scrolling on it I think it's really fun really cool definitely get a lot of recipes from there but I don't think it's a primary platform that I ever wanted to be on TikTok same I never really saw myself doing anything with that and then I started listening to podcasts about three years ago and I used to make fun of my mom for listening to podcasts I was like you're such an old lady why can't you just listen to the radio can we put on Zendaya replay can we put on anything else but this comedian podcast and now look at me with a microphone starting my own which is crazy but let's get into the deeper reason as to why I wanted to start this podcast so this also goes back to middle school but in a different context so back when I was 13 I used to be that girl that was super loud that couldn't shut the fuck up like I was always loud screaming even when I was a little kid my dad and all of my friends parents would call me the CEO because I was so obnoxiously loud and I would boss everybody around because I just I was an entitled little child. I was queen bee. I ruled the world. And I carried that attitude with me growing up. I felt like I was always super confident. I was always super sure of myself. I would never second guess myself. It's my way or the highway. I was a very stubborn kid. I still am stubborn. But when I got to middle school, obviously it's a rough time for everybody. Middle school is hell. That's a well-known fact. I sort of remember it's the the first time in my life that I can remember people telling me to be quiet. You know... God, Francesca, we're in public and you're being so loud. Or, did you really have to share that? Or, can you just be quiet? We can't take you anywhere. Those little subtle comments definitely built up over time. And in middle school, I guess I sort of just brushed it off. But going into high school, trying to find a friend group, which was always such a struggle for me, I definitely feel like my personality was suppressed so much to the point now that I am almost known as introverted in college which is super crazy because like I said I've always sort of been extroverted but freshman year of high school I was in this for friend group very school oriented I'm a very school oriented person I prioritize school maybe a little too much but that's for me to work on work-life balance that's definitely something we're going to be talking a lot about anyways I was always told to shut up. I feel like that's a theme in my life. Shut up. You're too loud. You're saying too much. You're always talking. So I just, I quite literally just stopped. I was so scared that this new friend group wouldn't like me. And my old friend group would even still like say little comments that insinuated that I should just be quiet. And then I was so scared that this new friend group wouldn't like me. So I just sort of tried to change myself to fit in. And I became such a people pleaser in high school 
and that's something I'm desperately trying to change in college because I don't think it's helped me if anything it's hurt me and being a people pleaser is something I never was and something I'm trying to unlearn in these next few years but yes back to why I started the podcast (laughs) um I'm just I'm honestly just trying to find my voice again for a while I felt like I like I said I quite literally just stopped talking I'm very quiet I keep to myself in college I have a I have always suffered with anxiety from middle school, worse in high school, worse in college to the point where I've never experienced panic attacks before and I've experienced a multitude of them since I've been here. But the goal of this is to build a community where we can all relate to each other because while I love the podcast that I listen to right now, I feel like I have a hard time relating to them. A lot of them are influencers that have dropped out of school or they're older in their 20 in their late 20s they finished college they finished school and they have a career and while i take in all of the advice that they give i listen to the stories i laugh i cry i go through all the emotions uh at the end of the day i'm like why can't i relate to any of them i'm not gonna drop out of school i can guarantee you that i don't know where this is going but i can guarantee you i'm not gonna drop out of school i just want to build a community of people i'm that that's in the thick of it honestly i'm in school i'm in the space i'm in the environment where most people are in the world most people can't afford to drop out of school because they had a few dance moves on tiktok or they got a brand deal and now they're at coachella like that doesn't happen to most people and that's who i want to cater to and build this community of people who are just normal and want someone to just talk about life with because honestly that's what this is you know, I've, I've always been a really open person about what I'm going through. I am definitely prone to trauma dump, but it's not like for attention or anything. It literally just comes out of me like a reflex. I don't know if it's like a cry for help at this point. I, I honestly have no idea, but I've always been super comfortable sharing what I'm going through. So the light bulb in my head went off and said, you want to be in a social media space and you want to share what you're going through, bam, podcast. And there we go everything all at once was born. I just want to share my life during these next few years, months, however long I do this for, and it'll be basically, the podcast will be any topic that's prevalent in my life. I just would like to remind everyone, I genuinely have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Um, This is all me. All me planning, all me posting, all me editing. This is me breaking out of my shell, doing something different for myself and for other people. I'm catering to the average Joes, all right? If you're an average Joe like me, you're gonna click subscribe. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, this is a learning. There are gonna be a lot of learning curves. I'm definitely gonna look back on this first episode and cringe in a year, but that's okay because I'd rather have something to cringe at than look back in a year and say, God, remember that podcast I planned and that brand I built, but I never did anything with it. You know, the worst thing you can do is not try. So this is me trying which is one of my favorite taylor swift songs fyi yeah so the general structure of every podcast will pretty much be you know i hate those podcasts that give you a life update but it's for an hour and then they get to the topic the goal is not that i'll obviously update you on my life little things here and there but basically it's just going to be anything that's prevalent any topic that has really been on my mind anything i need to really work through talk through that I think would be beneficial for other people to hear, beneficial for myself. I guess this is a welcome. This is an intro. I am thrilled to be here, honestly. I just hope that you stick around. So yeah.
so now I'm going to go into a sort of 20 questions type situation. I don't know. I thought it'd be fun because I think it's important for you guys to get to know me. I don't know any of the answers to any of these questions. Well, I obviously know the answers, but I haven't pre-written out the answers. So I'm just going to answer them on the fly. It'll, it'll be a fun little game. Okay. How old am I? I'm 19. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And now that I'm out in California for college... I realize that Pennsylvania sounds like a bumblefuck state, but it's not. It's very alive, very... Well, there actually are a lot of grass fields and miscellaneous land. And if you drive a few hours from the city, you think you're surrounded by nothing. But yeah, I grew up in the city of Philadelphia and then I moved outside when I was about 12 for elementary school, middle school, high school. And then now I'm currently in Southern California for college describe your favorite stuffed animal okay this is an interesting story and i chose this question because i don't know i feel like the stuffed animal you have as a kid is an important part of somebody because everybody had one okay i don't care if it was a blanket with like a little stuffed head like attached to one of the corners you know what i'm talking about that still counts everybody had one mine my first stuffed animal was a bear and i swear by the time i was 10 that shit was beaten down it was barely had any stuffing but I named him Chauncer. I, to this day, don't know where I got that name. I don't think my parents know where I got that name. I literally have no idea where Chauncer came from. But Chauncer also had then Piggy, which came a year later, which like this little pig. And I slept with both of them for an embarrassing amount of years. And then finally decided to detach myself. But they were my favorite. I loved them. They went with me everywhere, along with my pillow. A lot of people think I'm weird for bringing my pillow to sleepovers. I don't think that's weird. Okay, let me tell you why. I don't care if I get one hour of sleep or eight hours of sleep. It's going to be good sleep. And I can't sleep with a jank pillow, okay? If it's too lumpy or it's too soft and it feels like my head's on the ground. Because I, I don't know where I'm sleeping. You, you go to sleepovers, you're like, where am I sleeping? You don't predetermine that. You don't know that. If I'm sleeping on the floor, you best believe my Tempur-Pedic pillow is coming with me everywhere. That's curved to nestle my head. It's just bliss. And I think there should be no shame in that, even though it looks like I'm packing for a vacation every time I have a sleepover, which is also another thing about me. I am an overpacker, don't know how to pack. Packing is more just sort of how much shit can I fit in one bag, which is a whole nother issue. But yeah, Chauncer, Piggy, and my pillow went everywhere. Okay, what is your favorite season? My favorite season would have to be fall. That is what my birthday is, but that's not why it's my... Actually, okay, I changed my answer. I think my favorite seasons are fall and spring because I like the anticipation of the change where you're sort of in this transition state where in fall you're getting to school, it's exciting, you're getting to your routine again. You're sort of resetting in that way. And plus it's beautiful with all of the leaves changing. And then spring is also another time where you are transitioning into summer and it's getting hotter the vibes are better you're sitting outside you're walking around you're going to the beach maybe i mean literally even though we were in pennsylvania right outside of philadelphia we went to the jersey shore when it was like 60 degrees and convinced it my like we were all convinced it was beach weather but here it's 60 degrees and everyone's like this isn't beach weather it needs to be 75 or 80 Meanwhile, I'm over here wearing shorts and I'm like, this is crazy. But yeah, my favorite seasons are definitely spring 
and fall, the intermediates. I love them. Fall might be a little biased because it's my birthday and then also I love see watching the autumn leaves and the trees change color. But yeah, definitely fall. What is the best place you ever traveled? That's a hard one. So I'm from Calabria, Italy and my father moved here when he was around 11 and that is where we go every summer but there's no direct flight so we've had to stop at various places in Italy to get there and my favorite place in the whole world to travel is Calabria. It's a small little beach town in the southern part of Italy and it is amazing. Basically I have no wi-fi for three weeks and when I tell people that they're like how did you survive? I've been going there since I was months old. I'm just used to it at this point. I know when I go there it's a complete disconnect and that's what I love about the trip. That's the whole point of the trip is to feel renewed and connect with family because my grandfather lives over there, all my cousins live over there. So I don't really find myself gravitating toward my phone or my electronics a lot. Minus when I get really bored, when I run out of books, when there are five of us in my family, I have two younger siblings. When we start fighting, you know, the trip has to be over sometime soon. We've had too much family time. There's a thing as too much family time. And that's when the trip has to come to an end. But we normally stay around three weeks. But my favorite place outside of that would have to be Florence. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. All of the architecture, the cleanliness of the city, it didn't feel too touristy. It was just very peaceful and nice. And I very much enjoyed my time there. Even though it was only for two days. And Venice too. Honestly, those two places have to be in my top for favorite places traveled. But by far, again, Calabria. Okay. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I don't know why I picked this question because I couldn't tell you. 10 years from now, see, I'm on the biology track, but people are always shocked when I say I don't want to get a PhD. Or no, I don't want to get, I don't want to go to medical school. I want to get a PhD. I'm on the biology track right now, but I do not want to go to medical school. And there are several reasons why. Number one, I'm scared of blood. What? Yes. Blood freaks me out. Seeing people get cut open freaks me out. I once fainted at an x-ray of a wrist. I can't do it. I can't treat people. I can't operate on people. I will definitely not be a surgeon. I shut that idea down real quick. I know that about myself. The squeamishness is not going away. It's not fading with time. But the field of neuroscience really interests me. But that, that's another thing I'm going to dive into. Like, they obviously don't teach neuroscience in schools, and I haven't had much exposure. I haven't had much exposure in the field, and I'm worried that when I actually get it, I'm not going to like it, and I'm going to be like, well, what happened to the last four years where you dedicated yourself to biology and chemistry only to hate neuroscience? So that is a fear I definitely have, but for now, neuroscience is super interesting to me. I love the psychology and how I learned about the brain structure and how it translates to how we think, how we act how we perceive the world, that interests me a lot. So I'm hoping to get my PhD and do research regarding stem cells, which would just be amazing and really cool. Because I think research is the sort of job where you're not just doing the same thing every day. I mean, sure, you can have errors in the lab. Obviously, that's going to happen. Obviously, you're going to have days that you don't get the results you want. Things aren't going the way they're supposed to. But the prospect of discovering something new excites me and that something new can happen every day. That's exciting to me. I can't sit at a desk job and do the same thing every day. I know that's not for me, but I also don't want to have one of those jobs where you travel all the time. I don't think I could do that either. I'm very much a homebody. 
So I see myself in 10 years probably finishing my PhD, getting it. I'm honestly unsure of the timeline involved that too. Like who knows, I might take a gap year. I have no idea. But I hope that I've established myself in some sort of career with neuroscience. I hope this podcast honestly goes somewhere. Is that presumptuous? I don't know. I hope you have to, you know what? I have to have more confidence in myself. I see this being something of value in my life, regardless of the arbitrary values and definitions we have of success these days of like money, followers. I just think this will have value in my life. And I see it being a big part moving forward. So in 10 years, I see myself honestly in California again. Now with the PhD somewhat established, maybe I'll have my own research institution, research procedure. Like that's the goal with this podcast, obviously on the side. And then I be becoming a soul cycle instructor, the dream. Okay. The dream that has to happen in 10 years. I need to get certified. I need to go through the training, even though I've heard horrible things like people throw up and literally die during the training and you can audition so many times get rejected but soul cycle and cycling is something i'm actually so passionate about i'm part of the cult okay i'm part of the cult and i'm fine with it i'm okay with it i've accepted it i've been in the cult for like a year now it is so fun to be in that room i'm gonna do a whole episode on workout the journey group classes in general like soul cycle definitely saved me in a time where i most needed it and i'm very appreciative of the community that it's given me in california and the community of Bill in Philadelphia. So building my own community within that is a dream of mine. And I definitely want to have that accomplished in 10 years. Other than career goals, my I hope I settled down with somebody, a man, maybe, maybe. That has been such a struggle. I literally live in the bumblefuck of California, it feels like. Not, not, not in the middle of nowhere, but the college, it just... There's nobody here for me, okay? Long story short, there's no one here. I'm alone. And I want to change that in 10 years. That's my answer. I'm locking in. 10 years from now, nice house, Laguna Beach. Man, PhD, soul cycle, podcaster. That's the dream. Okay. What makes you happiest? Okay, that's a loaded question. How? I don't know that. Okay. I, okay. Actually, I do know this. I Now that I think about it, this question has definitely been in the back of my mind this entire year. But I think it's taken me... A long time to figure out what makes me happy because I think a part of me still lives for other people other people's expectations of myself other people's perceptions of me how I think other people perceive me that gets in my head a lot and I am a people pleaser I've always been a people pleaser and trying to unlearn that has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do so what makes me happy I think I've learned over the course of this year for sure is spending time with friends and family prioritizing that and also prioritizing myself reading makes me happy okay staying in sometimes it makes me happy not doing the typical college scene that makes me happy but i also miss it which is a whole another thing uh a whole another story in that that i'm trying to transfer schools right now which we'll get into that eventually but what makes me happy is definitely being closest to my friends and family. I think even though that's such like a cliche answer, what makes you happy? Friends and family. But I've really learned the value of family this year and I don't want to ever lose that in my life. So as long as they're near me, I think that will bring me, that brings me the most joy out of everything when I call my mom every day. Yeah. 
I have no shame in that either. I call my mom multiple times a day because we don't text. We call. So if you look at my text, it seems like we haven't talked in months, but we talk multiple times every day. But yeah, that's that's definitely what makes me happiest. What is your worst habit? Okay, when I'm stressed, I pick the cuticles off my nails. Not the cuticles, but like the outer parts of my nails. And it looks sometimes during the final season, midterm season, my nails get disgusting and I hate it and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Uh, right now they're painted and they actually look amazing. If I do see myself, it looks like that I actually have cuticles and I didn't pick them off. So go me, but normally they don't look like that. That is definitely my worst habit. Definitely ashamed of that. Trying to fix it. Probably not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> what is my favorite snack? I have a weird obsession with carrot sticks and also granola. Granola is my favorite snack. I can eat a whole bag of granola. It's dangerous, it's dangerous. I love granola. I am very particular about my granola. The vanilla crunch granola from Trader Joe's, the best one. The only one. Kind granola is disgusting. Other granola Nature Valley, disgusting. Vanilla crunch from Trader Joe's. And also the Whole Foods organic flax seed something granola that comes in those boxes. That is such a dangerous game because that shit is amazing. Definitely my favorite snack. With almond milk, can you make like a little cereal situation? Ugh. So good. Okay. What are you most excited about right now? Moving home. What? Yes. I'm done with this year. Not done yet because my quarter system not my the quarter system goes until june which is extremely depressing and i hate it another reason why i'm trying to leave but nevertheless i am most excited about moving home i'm excited to restart my life i'm excited to close this chapter and open up a new one somewhere else not to discredit everything i've done here i have made amazing friends here and i've met amazing people and i'm really grateful for this experience which i will dive into another time but i'm most excited to get back to my family get back to sort of me because i feel like i've lost a lot of myself here and i want to just reset and get it back but i'm also most excited about this podcast this has been in the works for a while for me and to be able to share my thoughts in a way that is something i love is super exciting so yeah the that's what i'm most excited about what book changed your life? I read a lot, and I should keep track of all the books I read. I started making a list this year, but I wish I had one earlier because it would be so cool to look back on. I think the book that changed my life the most... Honestly, I just read it. Normal People. If you haven't read Normal People, go get it, okay? It's not a, it's not a typical romance book, but the way that Sally Rooney encompasses how the most mundane parts of life can end up being more significant than we can ever imagine is insane and the connection she builds between the two main characters is just something i want honestly if some someone can find me if i can go back five years and find a childhood guy that i sort of like in school and then end up being with him later in life if somebody could do that for me that would be amazing that's like my parents my parents met when they were 15 haven't dated anybody else they've been together this whole time i'm like well that love story is out the window for me which sucks but that's okay i'm sure it'll work out eventually i can only hope anyways yeah normal people is amazing and the show on hulu that okay that has to be the only show 
that accurately represented the book. Even Harry Potter, not accurate. Not accurate in my mind, not how I imagined it. That show took my exact vision and put it on the screen. I was like, wow, the direction, the casting, the mood, the music. I wish every episode was longer because after I read the book, I finished the whole series in a week because there were only 12 episodes and they reached 35 minutes. Not enough, but normal people definitely recommend. The last book I've read, this is embarrassing. Um, it's called A Long Time Coming. Feel free to read it. If not, you know, it's a cheesy romance novel. Sometimes you just kind of read something that you don't have to think about. Right now I'm reading The Housemaid and also this other Sally Rooney book my friend gave me. I forget what it's called. I think it's, wait, I have it right here. Beautiful World, Where Are You? I'm reading that and I'm also reading, yeah, The Housemaid. So I'll let you know how that goes. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote would have to be, okay, I don't, I don't know this answer. I don't, my favorite quote, I guess my dad always says, or as I'm walking out the door, you're strong, you're confident, you're beautiful, and nothing breaks your will. That's probably one of my favorite quotes. Even though it's simple, it's not deep. It's just something I carry, take with me every day, and it has important meaning to me. So I think that would be my favorite quote for now. What is my favorite song? Okay, I don't have a favorite song. I don't know who has a favorite song. It changes every day. Right now, I can't stop listening to... Oh my god, let me get my phone. I forget the... I, I, I can't stop listening to it, but I forget the name. Um, God, is it... Hold on. Okay, I'm pulling up my Spotify because I can't think. Guilty Conscience, Tame Impala, 070 Shake, and Delilah by Fred again. Those two songs I can't stop listening to right now. Definitely going to change in a week, though, because I get bored of songs really easily. And I also, I like being basic with my music. I'm not, I'm not trying to be different. Sure, I have my indie artists, but I'm not going to gatekeep what I'm listening to. I think that's really stupid. And I hate when we do that. And I also hate when we're like... I don't listen to them. They're they're too mainstream. I think that's that's bullshit. I know you listen to it too. Don't don't lie. Don't there's no shame in that. You like music, I like music, we like music together. That's fine. That's how it should be. But also support small artists. But yeah. Do you work? If so, where? I've worked since I was fifteen. My job journey has been quite interesting. I've literally done everything. I first worked I used to sew a lot. My biggest aspiration when I was younger was to be a fashion designer and be in the fashion space. So I used to sew a lot. And I worked at a crafting company when I was 15 to 16 and taught little kids how to sew, hand sew, knit, machine sew. And it was a lot of fun. I loved that job. Then I got into the restaurant business. Mistake. The restaurant business is such a classic high school job that i don't ever want to go back to unless i'm a waitress even then even then i don't think i ever want to go back there i don't think it's enjoyable i think it's enjoyable for the first week and then i dread it i was a ho i well i was a hostess later but first i worked at a bagel company and i was a barista i was a waitress waitress slash cashier and then i also had to work in the kitchen sometimes when we were understaffed that was disgusting disgusting the place now closed down but I'd come home smelling like everything bagel seasoning and Colombian dark roast. It was, it was gross. I felt nauseous, physically nauseous every time I would go home. And it was just stressful. And then my second job, or third job, was an upscale Italian restaurant. 
I feel like I worked in between there. I also babysitter here and there, obviously, as everybody was. But then I worked at sort of an upscale restaurant, and I was a hostess. That that did its thing. It was a pretty standard job. And now I'm currently working at our event center, where I work the volleyball, basketball, baseball games, and I really like that job. I think that sports culture at the school that I'm in isn't really prevalent, so I try and immerse myself in it when I can. Because I do like watching basketball, baseball, volleyball and it's like sad to see the student section so empty sometimes but yeah because i came from a high school with really big sports culture so to move here has been definitely a shock to the system in that aspect so the job has definitely helped me with that and that is the extent i think of my work history if you wanted to know what are my hobbies this is important this might be the most important question i think this is significant to know about someone what are your hobbies because for a while, all I had was school. Sometimes it feels like that. But over the last year, I've been trying to build on hobbies. Because my therapist is like, outside of working out, outside of school, what do you like to do? And I sit there and I'm like, God, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I mean, reading, obviously. But, you know, I used to do music. I used to do all these things. And I sort of lost them over time. As everybody does, I think, as we grow up. We stop playing the piano, we stop playing the cello, we stop doing those little annoying classes that our parents probably took, forced us to take because we needed to do something. But right now I'm really into, yeah, reading. I, I go on a, like a lot of walks because I have to walk everywhere in the STEM campus. Listen to podcasts, this podcast, my new hobby. I take pictures, I have a camera. I used to be really into photography and I'm trying to get back into it because... It brought me such a peace of mind to be able to capture a moment. And I think that it would... I need that peace of mind back. <laughs> I need that peace of mind back really bad. Because chemistry is killing me. So, those are the key hobbies. The core, core hobbies. Reading, photography, and this podcast. Those are my core hobbies. I don't think you need a multitude of hobbies. I think two or three that you really enjoy, that's good enough. Okay, next question. What is one thing that instantly makes your day better? coffee i say that with complete confidence it's 100 percent coffee every time i have it my day just skyrockets i swear it can be the worst day in the world and i can always count on coffee my order is very specific grande hot americano light splash of half and half three sugar in the raw packets it has to be that way the sugar in the raw must be added before the espresso and the starbucks people know this i mean my favorite coffee shop of all time, I don't know if you know it, La Colombe, go there. It's the best. Sometimes, actually most of the time, I've been a little cafes here, and Americano is $7. Can we, can we stop that for a minute? $7? Because I ask, oh, how much, how many shots are in a large Americano? They go two. I said, what? Two? Who, who can live off two shots? Not me. Three to four, man. I need that to function. So what do I do? Of course I pay for the extra shot. Some cafes here even charge for cream. I don't know what it is about California, but you just have to make everything expensive. My coffee is $3.45 at Starbucks at home. For some reason, it's $3.75 when I came here. And $3.85, almost $4 at some Starbucks. And then if I go to a little cafe, forget it. We're looking in the 5 to 7 range. Ridiculous. And then if I want to treat myself every once in a while to, like, an iced chai with oat milk and two shots of espresso, we're looking at literally $10. That is insane. 
for something that I slurp up in about two seconds. It's it's a once once a week treat, but it's ridiculous. Anyways, coffee is by far the one thing that can instantly make my day better. Also, I think in terms of like, okay, that's one thing. Let's talk about one event. One, doing something. What's something I can do every day that makes me feel better? Definitely reading. I was always a reader. I was never not a reader. And I don't want to be like, oh my god, I'm better than everyone else I read. No. I read so that I can literally scan my own reality. I've done that since I was, as long as I can remember. I've had my Kindle since I was in fifth grade. God for Christmas. Bad Boy's been with me ever since. Free books? Are you joking? Kindle Unlimited? If you read, get a Kindle. It will save you hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. The amount of books I've read on that Kindle for free over the years should be criminal. So, invest in a Kindle if you read. Anyways, what is the greatest challenge or struggle you've ever faced? Hmm, college. This first year, I'm going to do a whole episode on this because it has to be said. My college experience because I feel like nobody really understands the extent of what I go through. Now, my parents and my friends, they all hear bits and pieces, but nobody really hears the full story. So, I think that needs to be said. But this has by far been the most challenging experience of my entire life, hands down. I can't think of anything else that have put me through the ringer mentally, emotionally, physically, every in every capacity. I have been tested. And you know what? Today, I realized I felt, you know, genuine happiness that you are just walking and you're just smiling and it comes from your chest. It's just effortless and you don't have to try. I felt that today for the first time in a really long time. And I think, I think that's the perfect way to end this. I think the reason I felt this way is, number one, I'm also back in the swing of things with school. I have a routine established. That always brings me peace of mind. Number two, I think, I honestly think it's working on this podcast. It is the one thing in my life that has significantly changed that makes me feel amazing about who I am. And it's something that I'm doing just for me. And I was literally just walking today and I was smiling. And I felt it inside my chest. I was happy. What? I haven't felt that since I've been home. So being able to feel that here, I just need to appreciate how grateful I am for this space. I don't care if I have one listener or 20. I'm extremely grateful for this space and everything that it's given me already. The amount of confidence, the amount of just general happiness this has already given me is insane. So I'm really excited to see where this goes and I hope you got to know me a little bit better and I hope you can stick with me and follow along this journey but that was everything I could think of today. New episodes will be dropping every Sunday starting today, May 7th, and make sure to follow at Everything All at Once Pod on Instagram and at Everything All at Once Pod on TikTok. That's it, and I guess I'll see you guys next Sunday.